I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Syracuse gets their second coveted ACC road win of the year, defeating NC State 77-68 as they complete the sweep. Improving to 11-6, and 5-5 five and five in the ACC. You'll hear from us and we'll hear from you and fan feedback. And Syracuse gets a little road break. They will stay home as Boston College will travel on Saturday. We'll let you know what we think about that. And a little bit of football news real quick. I'm going to let Joe roll through here. Defensive end Zach Morton, he's seeking a transfer. And we have eight early enrollees that are going to start um, – classes and get ready for spring ball right joe yeah yeah um and those include uh five signees true freshmen um deuce chestnut malcolm falk terry lockett landon morris and justin lampson alongside uh garrett schrader the transfer quarterback from mississippi state and we also added um a few walk-ons so and i know people are like oh walk-ons but um sterling there was a walk-on was it (laughs) Well, yeah, and so Jatari Washington, um, actually a former three-star running back and is the older brother of the um, orange defensive lineman, Latari Kinsler. And uh, also Ahmad, Ahmad Masood, and he's a lineman uh, that we were actually looking to try to get in the 2020 recruiting cycle. He was originally part of that, so um, I don't know exactly what his – uh, ranking is or anything, but you know, Jatari Washington being a former three-star running back, who knows if that might be just for depth, um, or we can spark something because you know, three stars you never know. Uh, and this is kind of big, I think, just basically because uh, Deuce Chestnut, Malcolm Falk, I think they're coming in in some positions of need with some of the guys that are leaving and gonna add a little bit of um, of depth. And these are two guys that you know, getting in early is really gonna help them. And really just the quarterback position as well. Uh, I've already spoke my piece about Garrett Schrader. Uh, we know that Tommy DeVito is going to come back. He's motivated because he knows he's got 
some talent coming in, and also Justin Lampson. So just being spring ball and having that quarterback room kind of as deep or as talented as it's been in quite some time. Um, yeah, I'm not saying any of them are better than Dungy, but I'm talking as a total group. Uh, when you talk about some of the strides or some of the things that Jacoby and Morgan showed, and you know we're still waiting to see what the deal is with Dylan Markowitz. So you had those other two guys to the mix, and uh, I, I do believe that that's probably our most, although young and inexperienced, probably our most um, talented quarterback room in quite some time. So to get those guys in there early and have them do spring practice and then be able to go through summer workouts before um, – you know, the uh, camp opens in the fall when most of the normal freshmen show up. Um, yeah, that's going to be hopefully big for them. Hopefully we can see some of these guys stand out and maybe them enrolling early will be the, the reason why. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it is a team getting to know one another and all that good stuff. So that always is a thing. So right. um, the other thing that caught my eye today was I saw something on Syracuse.com. That said, if I can just pull this up real quick. So King Cuomo, he's decided to open arenas in New York and stadiums for fans. Live sports, musics, music, and shows can return. So uh, per Syracuse.com, large stadiums and arenas in New York can reopen for events with in-person fans starting February 23rd. According to Syracuse.com, King Cuomo is going to allow hockey, basketball, football, and such. So... The new rules apply to venues with a total capacity of over 10,000 people. And at first, they're going to be allowed to reopen for in-person events with 10% capacity limit. So, Mm. you know, well, I mean. Better than none. It's better than nothing. And, I mean, I don't know how they – I don't know how this works with the dome because obviously, you know, you've got your football seating and then you've got your basketball seating. And and I don't know how they do that, like full capacity-wise to use the 10%, you know, capacity thing. But you're looking at maybe roughly around 3,000. That's going to be a a lot there. I mean, if you think about it, it's going to be – it'll be huge. I think. No, it's better than cardboard cutouts and nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, so. Absolutely. It's better than, you know, I love hearing the sneakers, but, you know, let's be honest. I mean, I want to hear some fans. <laughs> I mean, I went over this last, I mean, I, I hit this up all the time, but I, we we talked about it briefly in the last episode, how I'm just really, it's just not the same. I know people who don't even watch college basketball right now that did watch college football because it's a different dynamic. It's more intimate. You know, the fans play, I think, they play a big role in football, but a basketball man is just huge. You know, right because yeah. yeah. And so I know people who don't really pay attention <laughs> to college basketball right now because they're just like, it's just not the same. It doesn't feel right. It feels weird. It feels, you know, very amateur. So, um, which I don't think that, but it's going to be nice to get them back. So yes. um, that's awesome. February 23rd, that'll begin. So we're going to have the last few weeks of, couple weeks of, of college basketball and, you know, obviously lacrosse is going to be able to be played there. That's going to be good. And um, we've got men's, women's basketball, and then we got um, what you call it in the fall, so in football. So, and yeah, hopefully well, by you then. You hope the percentage is better. Well, I was just going to say that. Hopefully by then they will be up to, you know, I don't know, 99%. Uh, 100? <laughs> yeah, something. Come on. So let's we don't do feel this. 100 anyway, so yeah. it's all right. But. Yeah. Right. Give well, us something. Yeah. Well, we might. We might. After the hiatus, people are going to be starving for this. I do understand that there's probably going to be a, a you know, there's going to be a, 
a segment of people who probably you know want to still steer clear of large crowds like that for their own safety, and that's going to obviously impact that. But you know, whatever we can get in there, it's going to be great. So I'm excited right. about that. So with mm-hmm. that said, let's take a listen to what Coach had to say after the win on the road against NC State. Get back to Kadari. Kadari couldn't practice yesterday. He had a severely impacted tooth, and uh, he's going to have it out tomorrow morning at 7:40. But he took some medications. He was in agony yesterday, but you know he he felt he could play, and, and unfortunately he made some big plays in the first half and got a little careless in the second. But he, you know, we just this was the best we've moved the ball and worked together all year. Allen was this was his best game, um, but you know we got people shots. We we got Allen shots. We got Buddy shots. Quincy the first half was shooting threes, and the second half he did what he can do. He just dominated inside and just kept going in there. We looked for him, and he was tremendous inside. They played really well. They shot well, you know. But we battled them. We were down six rebounds at the half. We ended up up. Four, so we out rebound him 10 rebounds in the second half, which is a great statistic for us. Hey, coach, uh, Barama Sadibe played 11 minutes uh, Saturday, no appearance tonight. What's the status of him? And He's out. He's out. His knee's swollen, he can't practice and cannot play. So, what's the long term outlook on that? Um, I'll just say that once more. His knee is swollen, he could not practice and could not play. So I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> um, I think all three guards are key for us, as I, I've said many, many times, that uh, you know the f- fans are not going to determine who's going to play. And uh, I like it when some some people have a column, whatever they have, and they say who should play here. And uh, I don't know how we'll do the rest of the year, but, you know, we've got three guards. They'll all play. I see it every night. They want it every night. Absolutely. Clemson just beat the crap out of us. <laughs> They're just too physical for us. And the game was physical, allowed to be really physical. There were eight or ten fouls that weren't called, and that that's all it takes. But these guys want to win every game, Mark. That's nonsense. Every time we lose a game, it's like some we didn't want to win. We want to win every game. We're trying every game. Um, that's just nonsense. There's just too much nonsense right now. Nonsense. Nonsense everywhere. Uh-huh. The Coach Montage the is brought to us by Bet Online, the title sponsor for the Q's Militia and Armchair Media. Well, football is over, but uh, pro, pro basketball is playing, and also college basketball. As well as it's called NBA, Sean. Well, I don't know. I know what you're talking about. The NHL, that's all in full swing. And guess what else is in full swing this weekend? Oh, I'm excited, folks. I'm excited. I'm excited. You Daytona. Guys, you guys know what I'm saying. The Daytona 500 is going to be happening this weekend. Had the duels last night. Exciting, exciting. And the duels uh, are just a shootout. The duels. I, they call them the duels now. They, I don't know why. It used to be the Bud There's shootout. two races? I think that's tomorrow. <clears throat> wait, wait. No, hold on. The Clash. The Clash. Nah, See, I can't even is. keep up with it anymore. You're right. The Clash. I thought you were a NASCAR fan, man. Yeah, I know. I know. I just, I, I don't, I can't keep up with them changing. It used to be the Gatorade 
uh, or the Bud Shootout or something like that. It was the Bud Shootout back in the day, right? Correct so, me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Email it. Qsmotion at gmail.com. You're not even a Nextel. Uh, dude, race uh, Nextel, guy. the Nextel Cup series. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I remember when you used to be able to go to a you used to be able to go to a NASCAR race, and if you had cigarettes, if you had one cigarette left in your pack. You give the Winston girls your one cigarette left in your pack, and they give you a carton of Winstons. They used wow. to be able to do that. Yes. No. Is that crazy or what? Giving out tobacco like that. Like, it's candy, literally. So, mm. oh, I call it a trade. I call it a trade. So, uh, back to what I was talking about here. Um, bet online. The Winston Cup the, Series. The Winston Cup Series, <laughs> yes. The uh, Bet Online, they cover awards, awards shows, TV shows, and reality shows. If you've listened to this this uh, show for any amount of time, you know that Joe's a huge fan of The Bachelorette and The Bachelor. He's always hitting up the props on those. You can, too. Real-time update odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all news, scores, and odds. It's the best it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over there right now to the website. Use the mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Thank you. Bet online. Okay. It's time to rattle it off. And that is... The good, the bad, the ugly. Look, I look. We we won. Obviously, it goes without saying. But the one thing that I just loved about this game was the monster block on Helms by by Dolajai, who just freaking threw him to the ground. And my gosh, man, what the authority <laughs> that was so good. The energy that Syracuse hit the floor with immediately after the tip was something I think we missed against Clemson, and that was good to see. The Orange were plus four on the glass, and now we have yet to lose a game after winning that battle. And Griffin, game high, obviously. You heard Coach, probably his best game of the year, and he was great. 22 points. He hit four for seven from distance. We saw what Richmond was doing out there. He did his thing, made an immediate impact, as always. Him and Mark doing a lot of things always that really don't hit the stat sheet. It's really hard to quantify the things that they really do out there. Um, just You just have to see it with your eyes. Syracuse, a whopping 47% from three, nine for nine, and 47% from the floor, 28 of 60. Really good. The biggest difference in this game from the last game, uh, I think, was finishing at the rim. A lot of missed opportunities opportunities against Clemson. Uh, really good. Outscoring the Wolfpack in the paint, 28 to 20. The bad, we uh, we heard what coach said say about Sadibi. It looks like, you know, this is going to be um, a struggle for the rest of the year. And that was kind of our worst fear. And, you know, it is what it is. He's got knee issues. He continues to recover from meniscus surgery. And all we can do really is wish him the best and hope that, you know, we can get him ready, I think, for next year is realistic, is a realistic expectation right now if he decides to come back. So the ugly. NC State with 20 turnovers, and this time Syracuse capitalized with 21 points. Pretty ugly for NC State. Syracuse, uh, their last two opponents have turned the ball over 40 times. Syracuse only managed nine points out of 20 Clemson turnovers. This time they did a good job taking advantage of those. Uh, Joe, we touched on the team effort against Clemson, 
and what a difference this made. More of a team effort. You heard coach, the ball movement and everything was really good. We even had some some behind the back shenanigans that really didn't hmm. get it wasn't fully conquered but it was close and uh it got i think it's you good know pass. it was a good pass he wasn't ready for he it he was not ready for it because they don't do that stuff all the time so no and it had some heat the, for a three foot pass yeah right <laughs> that's true that's true so um they finished with a lot of energy that they started with, which is awesome. Night and day from the lethargic team we saw against Clemson. So, uh, your thoughts, Joe? Uh, well, that's kind of what I took from it. Uh, we talked about it, obviously, off the air. And they had Thunderbird this time. Right. And we didn't have Sidibe, obviously. Um, so, I was a little nervous about it. And, obviously... Just the effort and the want and the will was just—it was just seemed to be there a little more. Um, you can't take away from the fact that we uh, shot pretty well in our defense with 20 turnovers and actually taking those turnovers and turning points in. You know, we still we still had some. Joe had some bad shots. Dolzhai had some bad shots. Uh, but we, you know, Griffin, Beheim, Garrier—they all shot over or at least at 50 percent. And Kadari came in and did his thing. So, um, yeah, after listening to Coach, it makes sense because you just saw Kadari a couple times, like, touching his mouth. Or I think he got hit in his face one time. and he. So that makes sense now. I'm glad that uh, he's going to be able to get that taken care of, and it's not going to be a long-term issue. So, And I'm glad he could play because I know the announcers early in the game said that he wasn't going to be able to play because of an illness. So, um, yeah, man, dude, when we win the offensive boards like that, and we we put that kind of effort there. Um, then again, like we win games and winning the boards by four, but especially I mean we we won offensive rebounds by six, and that really hasn't happened. So we guarded their big men's a lot better, or big men a lot better. Um, yeah, big men's, this, it works. Big men's, a lot of big men's out there, but those guys, you know, Bates, Helms, and not really knowing what Thunderbrook brought to the table uh, to play the defense that we played. Um, I was pretty impressed. And, you know, we knew not to let Beverly get off. I know Hayes and Allen hit a couple threes, um, but uh, pretty much for the most part, we we held all those guys uh, pretty good. I mean, Thomas Allen had, what, 17? 17. That's a guy that we can let. I mean, he was four for eight. He was the guy that did all right. But that was the guy we we chose to leave open, and he hit some shots. but he can't hit him at a rate that Beverly can if he gets off. So <clears throat> we took advantage of that, and we also took advantage of the, the height difference um, with our guards and Beverly and some of the other guys, too, in the second half. So uh, overall, uh, smart game plan, and uh, again, effort is free, and, and we definitely we definitely showed that last night. Yeah, well, you got to talking about, you know, we obviously, Funderburg didn't, they, he didn't play last game. But Manny Bates killed us, and he had 17 points and 14 boards last game. Obviously, he played more, but right. um, you know, seven rebounds and eight points this game, and also Helms, who really, really killed us last game, yeah. killed us. Um, it, it, getting inside, just, just, um, just took advantage of every opportunity in there, and those little mid-range jumpers. 24 points last game, 11 this game. You're gonna give up a little to to correct some things. The things we knew we needed to correct from last game got corrected. Right. And yeah. you know, you did have Funderburk with 14 points, but what are you going to do? You can't, you know, you can't stop well, you can't yeah, stop at all. Yeah. Someone's going to score. No. So Yeah, and when you see NC State's games after us, 
you start to see more of like, okay, this is, these are the guys now, right? So realistically, we kind of played defense. We, we forced them to take the shots that we wanted them to take in the two or three zone. They took the shots that we gave them. And sometimes, you know, a Thomas Allen or a Cam Hayes hit it. But for the most part, we kind of dictated what kind of shots they got. And unless they were going to shoot unconscious, then um, then we kind of had them right where we wanted them. It's kind of how it seemed with me, especially after the second half or first half, sorry, into the second half. Right. And, you know, hey, look, NC State still shot pretty good. They were still 43% oh, yeah. from three and 44 from the floor altogether. Right. So, yeah, but we shot 15 more shots than them. We did in offensive rebounds. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a Office sequence. Offensive rebounds and turnovers. That's... Yeah, there was a sequence there. Exactly. There was a sequence there where I think we actually finished off of two offensive rebounds. and took. We actually got two offensive rebounds and scored, if I'm not mistaken. So which, Yeah, it was near the end of the game. Yeah, yeah which you, you don't see much from us. I mean, we're so used to no. just the one and done or the bad shot or this or that. And, you know, Joe... He did some things too that that weren't horrible. I mean, I, I don't want to bag on Joe, but he what he did that was good was drive, and he actually did a really good job getting around some of those big guys a couple times, and yeah. it actually got to the line right. Yeah. So, yeah. but he was over. We had more assists. Yeah, like you said, we moved the yeah. ball a lot better. Yeah. So. So yeah, excellent. All right. Um, anything else we want to hit up before we get into fan feedback? We're just gonna piggyback <sighs> off of this. We don't want to talk about the beginning of the game, right? I don't think it's in fan feedback. What do you mean? The the tit for tat stuff? No, no. I guess I oh, 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 how picky coaches with his lineup. <sighs> Look, it, it, you know, there's some things that are true. Um, here's the true thing: that we do a Syracuse basketball football show. It's true. It's true. You know what else true is true thing. is that. We will probably never get Jim Beheim on this show ever again, or ever again, or ever, ever or ever. Okay, uh, I, not to say I won't try. Um, hopefully, by the time I do ask if I am ever able to, he'll forget about the last two games when I tweeted videos of him falling out of yeah. a chair, right, picking his nose. Look, you know, it's not like I'm we just, haven't seen I mean, Coach pick his nose. By the way, look. Um, I was hoping he wasn't going to do it from the time they put the camera on him. But he was biting listen. his nails. He's got to be conscious look, look, of look. the camera. Look, he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. And I don't either because he's my coach. That's and my full coach. Disclosure, my coach full eats disclosure, his boogers. I just want to let you know, I'm sitting here. I started the game late. I was in some traffic, got home. Yes, I know. I remember. Started the game late. Yes. And yes. my phone is just going off. You know, five minutes in or whatever. And I'm like, what could possibly be going on right now to where? And then we start watching it. And then I see that. And I'm like, oh, no. Uh, that's one and then by the time off. I catch up and I look at the text messages. Oh, it's already so, it's already a tweet. So when it's I went into the group text uh, and I asked James, I asked you and James for approval. Hey, should I tweet this? Is this tweetable material? And James says, yes, Absolutely. Of course, that's tweetable material. So I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, James says, you know, go ahead and do it." And you didn't, you you didn't say no. So I mean, I, I didn't say yes. I but you didn't say anything, so I did it. Well, okay. So just full disclosure, if anybody 
I'm not even going to say if he listens, but I'm just saying, just just in case anybody's listening, that I had zero responsibility if, or input on either of the last two tweets. Because last night I probably would have said no. Really? Mm. Eh, okay, fair enough. Well, you know, I would have had some different positions. Let's just put it that way. Well, that doesn't surprise me. But you know, all right. you know, you know, we don't. We speak very highly of Coach here. We love him, and oh, d- and yeah. he's been picking his nose since I was a kid. So this is not anything that he's not aware of. He's he has to know he's on video multiple times doing this. There's one little I, difference this time, but <sighs> yeah. Well, I yeah. thought the mask was going to help that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just <laughs> he never wears it. He never it's, wears uh, it. So, I'm no, it's right not going to help. Okay. I'm just saying, I just, no, I know, I know. <laughs> okay. I know. All right. It's just like in the beginning of the game, you know that they're going to introduce you on TV as a coach. They're going to put the camera right there where you're sitting. And it's just like, come on. That's facts. That's but facts. Still my coach. Still my coach. All right. It is time to hear from you and fan feedback. Time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. We head to the Twitter and the Facebook, ask for your thoughts. You leave them, we talk about them here, or at least we talk about some of them here. Let's be fair, right? At let's well, you got your favorites, Joe. It's that's not necessary. Oh, my bad. Sorry, that's not necessary. <laughs> okay. I haven't received any nasty emails, okay? I'm spreading this thing around, and I'm doing my best with it. Um, Obviously, I like either quirky buy-seller holds or something with stats in it. That's kind of what I like. Or funny. Funny. Whatever. So we're going live here. What's that mean? Can people call in? No? Um, can I, I mean, what's I, no. That all so about? we are – okay. So we do have a live streaming station. Fan feedback right now, if you're listening to the podcast, is streaming live on our streaming station. I've had it for about a week. I've played around with it, and it's going to be something we can take phone calls on live during the time, but I'm not ready right now. I'm not ready right now. Maybe what we'll do – is okay. we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Let me just let's see, let's get into this and then we'll go from there. But yes, it is a way for you to listen to us live. I'll post the link whenever we're doing it. Some of you are listening now. I can, I can see people on there. So what'll happen is, is you can listen live and call in, and you can talk about, you can talk talk trash about other callers too if you want, because you're gonna hear it all. Whoa. So, well, I, I'm just saying, I'm not trying to start controversy. I'm just saying. Well, it kind of sounds like an instigator. Well, but you know, I want it to be exciting. It's technically it's not a video show. We've never done the video show thing. So why thing. would we do this without having the call-in option again? Why would we? We're t- this is test. This is a test. No. Beta? Just, to, just trying to test. <laughs> see, how, see how this works. See if it's okay. See if it stays connected. Figured we'd do a trial run, Joe, before we... You know, just jump right in. But you, as if All anybody right. look at you, no. you know the technical I we'd difficulties. I do a trial run before we started the podcast. Oh no, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Um, at Gregorian Rants on Twitter, tremendous effort. Compete, complete 180 from the other night. Buddy played smart, aggressive, and hit shots. Griffin and his it, it had his swagger back in Richmond. Lord have mercy, what that kid can do on the defensive end. I mean, again, you know, Richmond is what we've been missing on defense. Obviously, I know there's people out there who say, well. You know, coach says he's not ready. Well, he looks ready to me. Well, he, I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not deny that he looks ready to me too. But he was not even. They said in the beginning of that game, Joe, you told me that you heard he might not even play or wasn't supposed to play. I believe that's what the the broadcaster said. They said that he not came that down Corey Alexander knows supposed to... anything. But go on. Well, that's kind of my point. It was awful. As soon as I saw who was calling it, I mean, I don't mind who West is it? Durham. Durham? Yeah, I don't mind West Durham. You know, he's, they got a local station down here in Raleigh. I listen to it. Not bad. I like him better than Packer. But oh man, Corey Alexander. Corey Alexander <laughs> is just, and we didn't get any Corey Alexander fan feedback, but he's no. terrible. He, he should just stick to Virginia games. I just he really, seriously, just you know, um, you're a bleeding heart calf. Just do their games, and that's fine. That's sorry, fine. bro. Sorry. Is that the love of the wrong orange. Yeah, no kidding. My bad. And um, so, anyways, uh, we were lucky to see. All over Bates. <sighs> oh yeah. Oh, it's my Manny. Okay, dude. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> bad, bro. Jeez, I'm crow. Wipe your mouth off. So, I wonder if he's transferring to Virginia. <laughs> so, um, anyway, yeah, Richmond. You know, he wasn't supposed to play, or they said so. You know, he was questionable anyways before the game. Great to see him in there. Made an in immediate impact, as always. And that's why it, it, when Joe says, you know, you don't – it doesn't matter who starts because he can put him in there in 30 seconds into the game if he wants to or get him ready yeah. to. So, anyway. Well, and to that, to that argument as well, uh, for anybody who's complaining about it, Kadari's played more minutes than Joe the last two games. And – yeah, 25 Another, both games, past two games. I thought it was – I thought last was, game was 28 to 25, but this was game it 28? was 25 to 20. I'm sorry. 20. You might but be either way, uh, it's something that I kind of like recognized, and it might not be a bad thing. Like I said, I don't really care who starts as long as he makes the adjustments. But honestly, 29 minutes it. against Clemson. Think about it. You play what? You play the 2-3 with Joe and Buddy for a little while. The other offense is getting used to certain passes that they can get away with, moving the ball around, get a little lackadaisical, bringing Kadari eight, nine minutes in. And now they're used to making these passes that Kadari is going to steal. So, I mean, you can almost argue that they set up Kadari to be successful on defense based upon starting Joe and Buddy. If that makes sense. Um, right. Yeah. Gives them a little – I mean, think about it. If they start Kadari bringing Joe, they're already going to learn. They're going to learn early. And maybe Kadari could get one, but they're going to start being safe. You, know, you get a little complacent after eight, nine minutes of Joe and Buddy, and then you bring in someone like Kadari, and then he just steal – like some of those were just e – like those two were easy. And you get him out there um, on the fast break, and he knows how to finish. So – um, there might be a little method to the madness, but I just don't see um, where you can really be that upset as a fan when Kadari's starting to play more minutes than Joe, even though Joe is starting. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's fine. We won. We won, and we won handling. We thought that game was going to be a little bit closer. In fact, I'll eat my own. I'll, I'll, eat, I'll eat crow. I picked Syracuse to lose, and I'm not proud of that, but, I mean, that's what I've, that's what I've I thought. 
I didn't think <laughs> I didn't think there was any way Syracuse goes into that game and has a good enough game plan to come out on the winning end of that with Funderburk back as close as the last game was at home on the road. Just the ACC play on the road has been abysmal for teams and, you know, home team, I think is winning over 70%. So, right. um, you know, I would just play in the odds on that, but yeah, absolutely. So, uh, at K, at K Nabiwaniak, a sweep of NC state erases being swept by Pitt. Uh, great effort. Great team effort on the boards and defensively. Joe is our floor and Kadari is our ceiling. That's what Jim Beheim needs to realize. Go orange. Okay, so if you look at the Ken Palm, well, I don't know if this is fair, but it could be. I think, I think, well, I'm just saying, he said it, so I thought, why not come here? Uh, Joe Girard right. had actually had his offensive rating was a little bit higher than Kadari's in 94 to an 85. So, I mean, Kadari had some some turnovers. I think that affected that, obviously. Probably. It was 4-1. So, to one, so Yeah. So yeah. Um, that was probably your difference. But I have been paying attention to Ken Palm's offensive rating for players, especially Joe, and it's been relatively low. I mean, I've seen it as low as like 30-something for Joe. So, yeah, I mean, he yeah. struggled. He struggled. I mean, and Kadari's going to be a star. Obviously, he's going to be around next year, Joe. But, I mean, you know, next – or excuse me. Yeah, he'll be around next year. But next year, um, you know, I think look for a breakout season. I mean, you could be you could be a little worried about losing him. I mean, it's a possibility. I think he's – It is if he if – he improves on certain aspects of his game, but he's got to find a uh, shot still. Right. I mean, he still really hasn't. Well, that's really what it is. But I look at, I mean, I look at Kadari is, I think that Kadari actually has a higher floor than Joe, but Joe has a higher ceiling and being able to score the way that Joe has, um, proven sometimes in the past and stuff like that. I just, I, it makes sense to me as to why he wants to start him. Uh, because he wants to kind of give that opportunity to, well, for to Joe to get hot, right? It's like, it's right. Like, yeah, exactly. That's basically what I'm saying. When I say his ceiling, like we know that Joe can put on a show and score a lot of points, way more than what Kadari's going to score. But we know that if they play equal minutes, then Kadari's probably got a, a higher floor because he's just consistent on the kind of stats and things that he does. And Joe can play really bad. Uh, but Joe can also get hot and put up, you know, in the 20s. And I think that's kind of what we play for on top of the fact that, like I said, I think there is a little bit of method to the madness of play Joe, let the other team get tired, a little complacent, and then bring in, you know, your six six or whatever point guard and have him just make just completely erase those passing lanes that they've been used to for half of the first half. And that's another thing. And I know we've talked about this probably last year and the year before about when, when I remember my old memories of watching Syracuse basketball was always the, always the fast break stuff, man, always the stuff they did in transition after a great defensive steal or something. Kadari brings that Kadari. You saw it last night. I mean, he, yeah. he he brings that, and with a with a little bit more fine tuning on some of this, and in cohesion with with his teammates, I mean, that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for. That's that's where I yeah. think his a lot of his points can come from, without a doubt. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's kind of been a problem that we've had, especially in the past couple of years with rebounding and stuff like that. When you don't have those guys that you can guarantee, like we've needed to have our guards go down and and rebound and help us rebound. Yeah. Because. We're getting out rebound. We need that help. 
uh, traditionally we've had those big guys and those, the, you know, the rebounding's kind of been on lock on defense to where those guys can get the rebound and they can look and the guards are already, you know, halfway up to mid court, ready for the, the pass out and ready to start the fast break. If, if the opportunity kind of shows itself. So, uh, that's something that we've lacked in the last couple of years. And, and that's why you haven't seen that as much. And that turns into a lot of half court offense and hero ball. If you're not moving the ball around, good. which is what so, we've dealt with past two years. Right, so. exactly. And that's kind of exactly how you beat a team like Clemson. Like that's why with Clemson's height, I thought we were going to be able to get some defensive rebounds, be able to get that little pass out and you better start, start the fast break against a team like Clemson, where <clears throat> when you get in half court defense and offense versus them, their defense is very, very good. But if you can get those transition points and beat them out and kind of get on a fast break, then that kind of changes. They don't get to set their their defense. And that's what they say about the 2-3 zone all the time, too. Uh, if you When we start pressing, if you beat the press, they can't set the 2-3 zone. They get a good, you know, they get a good shot. So uh, that was the thing that we couldn't do with Clemson. And that's kind of what hurts when you don't have, you know, a traditional center in the size that you usually have had in the back the back court. Right. At one Kev Nash, at one Kev Nash, shout out because he's bringing he's bringing the 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 top five to thoughts of the game almost consistently. He skipped Clemson. I don't I don't blame him for skipping Clemson. Okay, a lot of people skip Clemson. Yeah, that that's fine. But uh, Kev brings it and he does his thing, and um, I think it's great. So, and when we talk about fan feedback using the same people. I mean, this is one reason. So, um, you know, which I don't, which I don't use the same go. people. Hey, look, I mean, hey, I can't believe I just fell into that trap. I don't use the same people. I, 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 I change it up all the wow. time. I change it up all the time. That's not even true. Guilty. Guilty. Not. Now you're trying to talk yourself into it. No, I'm, I feel attacked. I feel right. attacked. Hey, bring the DM, DMs and emails. No, I haven't gotten any. I haven't gotten any since I apologized. No, you will after so, today. Uh, we'll see. One Braswell's yeah, you're three. To explain yourself. Braswell's three was the biggest shot of the game. Bye, bye. I mean, yeah, dude. <laughs> huh, you don't think so? No. Even coach said it. Yes, I'd buy that. I don't. That's just him justifying him putting him in over. Oh William. my gosh, Come on. you are something else too. It's Love the way the fellas attack the paint. Absolutely, we've been talking about yeah. that. I'm gonna take these one by one. We talked about that, right, Joe? That's their game. That's their game. They went nine for nineteen from three. That's awesome. That's an anomaly. That's not the. That's not the norm. That's more. Of, well, it's a good. It's, it's not really us good. forcing a lot of. I mean, only nineteen three pointers is good. He still exactly. talked about how he wanted Quincy to be a little bit in there, but Quincy only shot two and made one. Take away so, his two that he shouldn't have shot. Well, okay, yeah, well, he, made he made one. one. He made one. So right. I'm okay. Fifty percent. That's fine. Nine and nineteen. Good. That's fine. He did give him a, a little rub on that though. Who cares? One for two. Yeah, but I think he took some outside shots too. He didn't like. Uh, like yeah, there was like a couple deep, deep, two deep twos. Yeah, there was. There yeah. was three. We need to win at least four of the next five games. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. let's hold on. I should have. I should have been way ahead of the ball here and actually pulled this up, Joe. What do we got? <laughs> what do we got <laughs> slated? Why are you saying Joe like that? Because you are the one. I got three devices over here. I'm trying to work, and you got. How do we know? You got nothing. How do we know? Boston College. Yeah. At Louisville. Okay. Notre Dame. Yes. At Duke. At Georgia Tech. Okay. And who knows? We're probably gonna have to. 
don't even know how we, we need at least three games in I'm there. A, I know you're not. You're not. You're not going to squeeze any <sighs> makeup games in in between. Unless you're that. playing games every two to three days for the rest of the season. Those are that's kind of the gauntlet right there, and we finish with UNC at least in the regular schedule without having makeup games added. Right. So, yeah, I mean. None of them are world beaters. Kev, yeah, I know. Kev says, yeah, but they're matchup issues. Kev, Kev says four. I say, I say three. If I get three out of the five, I'm good. If we get four, I'm really happy. I'm really happy. And I don't even think it matters which four. No, three out of five is, we got three out of five of those games are um, road games. So yeah, we'll see. That's difficult. For JG3 is being a good teammate, this can't be easy for him. Yeah, I mean, look. He's got to find his role. I think he's trying to find his role, too, after all this. Five, go Cuse. Um, so, you know, we've talked That's a lot. Of, it is tough because you're, you're a guy who comes out of New York State and you've got the scoring record for the state. You know, you've got you had all these these accolades in in athletics, you're college football, uh, state champion quarterback. And you come here and you've got to facilitate in um you know, get rebounds. <laughs> it's that's why kids go to prep school. I know. That's, and here's the I other mean, thing too. Thing. That's why he was rated where he was, right? Yeah. And and he does a good job too for his size of cutting off passing lanes. He yeah. at least he he's at least quick. makes you think. He's, oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when his head's in it and it's not, oh, I'm missing shots and I'm not going to play defense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, his head's got to be in it. Like you said, every year you bring in guys because coaches are always going to try to make their team better. And if by chance you bring somebody like last year, we had some guys get hurt. We had some guys decide to transfer. He was the best option. That doesn't mean that that's going to be the same situation the next year. Now, yes, he's starting. And I know that there's some fans that feel some sort of way. But like I said, Kadari's trending up. He's getting more minutes. And uh, they play Joe to start because there's obviously he proved last year that he can handle certain situations. And like I've already spoken of the reasons why I think he starts anyway. Um but yeah, he's be, he's got to be a good teammate, and he's got to find his role. Otherwise, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, we're in a we're in a world now where if you show up and you don't play or start, then you get tra- you transfer. Oh, I'm just going to go somewhere else. Like, and I think that um, it would show a lot of character for Joe to obviously stick to his guns, but obviously, you know, show his show his role as well. Yeah, because there is minutes there. You can see a, a rotation with Kadari, Buddy, and Joe, and. Um, there's going to be a whole year where Joe's here and Buddy's not. So, Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we will be right back to finish up fan feedback and get to the Boston College preview right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. 
Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. 
It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right, one more thing real quick. Bet Online, the title sponsor for the Cuse Militia and Armchair Media. Bet Online, go there. Look, football, it's over, okay? Professional basketball, that is going on. College basketball, obviously, the NHL and NASCAR going to be in full swing. Uh, NASCAR with a Daytona 500 this Sunday, as you heard me rave about earlier. At uh, Go to Bet Online. They cover awards, TV shows, reality TV, if that's your thing, like Joe. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website today on your mobile device and sign up. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code ARMCHAIR. That's a 50% welcome Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code armchair. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you. Bet online. Okay. So back at it. Top fan on Facebook. Jesse. Kadari is the second best player on this team. The more we play him, the better chance we have of winning. Averaging only 21 minutes, he's third in the ACC in steals, top six in the ACC in defensive rating, first in the ACC, and fifth in the country in defense, defensive plus-minus, best plus-minus on the team. As I've said, he's averaging Michael Carter-Williams numbers. He's the highest floor of anybody on the team because of his defense ability to get to the line and willingness to distribute. He needs second-best player minutes for us to be the best team we can be. I don't like relying on under 30% three-point shooting for 60-plus minutes any given game. Hope he contributes more um, playing time. So he's going to get his playing time. Joe looks very confused right now, and there's a very good reason why Joe is looking very confused right now because I don't know where Joe went during that whole comment. So Joe Joe is going to have to sit this one out because Hmm. he totally abandoned me, uh, not only live, but just on the podcast. See, if it was just the podcast, I would have just paused the damn thing and – yeah, but no, he didn't. Yeah, so I never leave My bad. your wingman. What did you do? I thought there was an emergency, so I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I heard a loud bang. My stepmom needs a hip replacement. Oh, you thought, thought she there fell. was a fall. Okay. Yes. All right. We, so. we all right. We got you covered. That's justifiable. Justifiable. Okay. So yeah, Jesse. I mean, look. I think he's going to get more playing time. I think by the end of the year, he's going to be pushing 25, 30 minutes, and I think that's good. Talking about Kadari, Joe. I think, mm. and I think that's good. I really do. He has been. Yeah. And well, I went back and Last looked. Two games. He's averaging, like, like Jesse said, he's averaging 21 minutes. He's third in the ACC in steals, win 21 minutes, which is really good. He's got a very high. I'm just defensive saying, like I said, minus. my theory, my theory about how Joe starts and kind of changes that, you know. I mean, just think about it. You have a, a situation with a guy like Kadari who can sit there for eight or nine minutes and just basically read and completely educate himself on how that whole offense is moving the ball. 
And sometimes when people get tired and you get a new fresh legs in there, um, you start to get a little lackadaisical. So, you know, I, I would argue that he's up there in steals because he doesn't start. It's possible. Now, until he starts and gets those kind of minutes, we'll never know. Yeah. But I just know that it looked like there were some passes that they thought they were going to be able to kind of, you know, make complete, complete or make, so to speak. If Joe was in there, that they did with Kadari, and Kadari just completely surprised them. Yeah, just just his arms are like eighteen inches long. <laughs> it's so, ridiculous, dude. So. He was just sitting there like a linebacker on the first one, just waiting. And as soon as he passed it, it was just too easy. Yeah, and, and he just, I don't know if Joe would have got there. I, you know, well, probably not. I mean, probably not. So he had two in a row, and I mean, look, he's going to get his time. I think pa- fans. I understand the fan. Pan, Dari pandemonium and just like just like just put him out there I want to see him I want to see him but trust me he's going to it's gonna he's going to eventually it's like starting doesn't matter yeah it's fine I like mean, I said I think he's played more than Joe the last two games Joe started both exactly uh, top fan Mahir on Facebook one game at a time they moved the ball they were patient on offense. They rebounded. I hate the quadrant talks. Just freaking win your games, one game at a time. Start something. Start something here. Owen oh, Kadari, Richmond rocks. Joe Girard sucks. That's all for mm. me, folks. Well, I don't know if Joe Girard sucks. Like I said, he when he does his when he does facilitate and he does get inside and he does get to the line, he's pretty damn good. I think that needs to be his game. If he needs to change it up next year or beyond, then that's something else. But for this year, right now, I feel like that's really his best. Um, that's his. That's his best minutes on the floor when he's doing those things. They 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 were patient on offense. Not a lot of rush shots this game. There was a couple, but there wasn't there mm-hmm. wasn't many. Great ball yeah. movement, and you heard coach in the montage the beginning of the show talk about the, um, how good how well the ball movement and everything was yeah so. they used some they used pump fakes very well yesterday too yeah to get some open shots some good mid-range open shots so it's yeah. good to see because we had a lot of blocked shots against clemson we had a lock block a lot of block shots against clemson and we and i think manny bates kind of destroyed us the game before too um i don't think it was great um yeah, he had four blocks. He had three this game, so that's it's relative. Uh, Steve yeah. on Facebook, when shots fall, you get rebounds, you win. Like Kadari Richmond's effort, said he was questionable prior to game. Uh, TV Teddy is a poor official. Keep up the ball movement and crashing the boards. Still question JG3 shot selection at time. Well, I mean, you have every right to question shot selection, I guess, if he goes 0 for 3. He hits one of those. I mean, I only remember like one bad shot from Joe because I know when it's a bad shot. I've mentioned this before, but I know it's bad when my wife cringes when she realizes he's going to shoot the ball. When she realizes that, that's a bad shot. So that's my rule of thumb. Um, All right. I want to thank all of you guys who participated in fan feedback. We appreciate you. Always come back. Um, at the end of every game, you're going to find the tweet or post. Leave your thoughts. Do that. We'll get them here. Appreciate you. So, Joe, the 3-11, 1-7, depending on this game here, okay? So, currently, normally we would wait until Boston College had completed their last game before they played us. But because they're playing right now, they're down by 8 
with 12:49 to go. So depending on this game, how they'll how they'll come into how they come into the dome, they'll face off against Syracuse this Saturday at two o'clock in the dome. Syracuse is in full control of this series. 52 wins out of the last 78 games played. The Orange is currently on a five-game win streak after notching another W this past December, a 101 to 63 stomping. Griffin with 22 points and 10 rebounds as he led the way for Syracuse. So it goes without saying right now that if you just go Google Boston College stats on ESPN that they're struggling. Okay, I gave you the record: three and eleven, one and seven. Um, yeah. Before the eighty-one sixty-five loss against NC State, they had five games in a row that were postponed from January second to February or January twentieth to February second, and so they went over two weeks without playing basketball in a game. Uh, they got four guys averaging double figures, three of them guards, Jay Heath, uh, Winston, uh, Winston Tabs, Rich Kelly, and then forward C.J. Felder. Uh, Boston College, they rank 113th in Ken Palm rankings and 148th in the net, making this a quad three home game. Sorry, my here. I got, I got to do it. Do it every time. So um, quad three home game, which is a must win. We don't want a bad loss. So, Joe, this is not a very big team either. We handled them pretty easily on the road earlier this year. This and NC State being our two road wins. Uh, their only wins are against Rhode Island, Maine, and Miami. So I guess the big question is, Joe, is how can Syracuse uh, screw this up? Can they screw this up? Of course they can. Yeah. How of do, course they can. How do you see it? Uh, I see us winning, obviously. Um I think that Wake Forest is going to win tonight. And I just, again, as long as we come up with effort and someone on their team or their team just doesn't go off from the three-point line, then I think we're going to be all right. Uh, they probably are going to want revenge. They're going to come out. They're going to play hard. But uh, I don't know. Just based off of what I saw the first game and what I've been seeing from Boston College, like you said, they probably beat Miami when Miami was – Pretty much at their worst injury-plagued and COVID-plagued situation they could possibly be in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just – if we want to be a tournament team, we can't lose this game. Yeah, it was January 12th. You're not going to see a crazy little – it's not going to be a crazy long preview about this person, about that person. We've already played them before. Uh, we beat them, what would you say, 101 to 63? Yeah. Uh, I don't see it going that way, but I don't know. Like, I can still see it being – you know, maybe half that and still win. So, um, I mean, NC State just got done last game. They had a 37-3 to run against them. That's great. In the first half. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just don't – I don't know, man. What did that shape Jim, up to be? Jim Christian, I don't know if Jim Christian's done or if I, – I don't know. But I just know that this Boston College team has had some injuries and had some – some losses they, of some players to where I just don't know if they can pick themselves up. Well, it doesn't look like it, but you know, with any team, you know, the one thing that worries me, and by the way, we've won the last five, but we could have won the last eight. We did get beat, um, in 2018, but before that, you know, we all remember one, one 2017, I believe it was too. So anyway, um, when you have a team that's, that's, that's hard up for wins and is feeling deflated. I think sometimes those are the most dangerous teams. And I think it's fair to say that that can be any team at any time. So 
I mean, that's what worries me, I guess, if I'm just being a little pessimistic. But, I mean, honestly, Syracuse should curse, I think, on this one. So before I knew, I just, before I, I never knew, like being too overly. I know, I know, I know. Optimistic. No, and know. that's why I say those things. But before I knew about you know Sadibi and and his uh, situation, and before I listened to the um, coach press coach's press conference, I thought this is going to be a great opportunity for Sadibi to get some some decent minutes in there and kind of work that knee a little bit, but. I don't know. I don't know if he can. Obviously, he's not going to have any practice. He's going to be resting it. So I wouldn't look for him. But you know, look for look for what we saw against NC State again. You know, I think if the problem I have, and it's, and I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, is just the inconsistency of this team. Like you know, they can do it. So they come out and right. they play. And I don't care what coach says. I saw it with my eyes. They were, they didn't. The energy wasn't there. Against Clemson, you could say that they're defensively aggressive. You can say that they banged around, but I mean, right after the tip of the ball, and you're watching for a couple minutes, and you notice it right off the bat. It's body language, it's movement, it's effort. I mean, those things I can see with my eyes. Okay, and it's and there's no way I can prove it, and that's why it's easy to be countered. But I mean, I watch. We all watch the same game. Okay, so when you come out like that against Clemson and you lose that game, it's not surprising. You get beat on the boards by 17, and then you just come out like rabid animals against NC State and give them all they can handle for 40 minutes without slowing down. You got Mark blocking dudes to the ground. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. So, uh, if they play like that, then we shouldn't have a problem. Yeah, okay. Predictions. You doing predictions? Sure. Why do you hate the predictions? We would do we would do some bet online stuff, but the line doesn't come out to the day of the game. It's stupid. Mm, all right. All right. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say they're not gonna hit triple digits, but I'm still gonna say eighty eight. What? Why are you shaking your head? Why you got a snotty look on your face? I'm gonna I say was agreeing with you. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna say eighty six sixty eight. 86-68 Syracuse. I think I hope that's about that's I think that's about right. Taking a little off the top for Syracuse. I don't think they're going to destroy him like they did before. We'll see what okay. happens. What do you got? Um, I don't know. I'm thinking something like 86 to 68. That's what I just said. Shut up. Oh wow! Choose your God. <laughs> We're like <laughs> We're telekinesic. Sh- hey, great minds think alike. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what I did was, as I said, I think Syracuse is going to score eighty-six points, and then I reversed the number. That's how I came up with that. Me too. <laughs> See? Oh, wow. Dude, yeah. That's wow. crazy. Wow. Now come up with your own guess. Come on, you're oh. the you're the betting man out of us too. Like you, you <sighs> should do the bet online reads. You're that guy. You know, you're the one that's usually pretty good at this, even though I did kind of – I don't – I think we tallied it there up. There was a couple of weeks you got me. But I look, I, know. I don't know the line, and I'm not guessing the line. You're asking me to guess a score. Yeah, who cares? No the, idea. The line's going to be 15 points. All right, 84 to 63. 84 to 63. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Jeez, and by the way, I won last week because I at least picked Syracuse to beat. 
Yeah, I North know. Carolina. I know. I know. I'm not really keeping track of basketball, but I know. Hey, oh, and with the tooth issues track, with right? Syracuse, man, the tooth issues with Syracuse. You got Mark, you got Kadari. I mean, we're going to be calling us. Yeah. Happens. It's be like West Virginia here shortly. So. No, stop it. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's it. That does it for us. Look, uh, I appreciate everybody for coming on, obviously. And you guys make the show happen. So we appreciate it. And is uh, bet online as well. Live CBD. Appreciate all of you. And uh, pretty soon, Colin show. Colin stuff. It's coming. It's coming. We're setting this thing up. We're doing it right. Now, for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out of here. Peace.